Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50 with Alan Jones and John Laws. <laughs> Dallas, I feel like uh, I feel like we're Alan Jones and John Laws. We're 6.27 a.m. <laughs> we're up at 5 a.m. this morning. <laughs> Doing sound checks. Getting, getting ready to yeah. do, a, do, a, do a morning of podcasting. So yeah. Yeah. Um, we found that what works for us is a 6.30 a.m. start on a Thursday morning yeah. for podcasting. So... Uh, I, I really do feel that we're we're we're, <laughs> we're um, uh, running probably, a breakfast radio show. There's probably yeah. something liberating also about you know, how like radio hosts get up at four o'clock in the morning. I think it would probably get to you if you thought about how many people actually listened to the to the spiel that you that you that you're just vomiting out. So something if you get up early enough, everyone else is asleep. You can kind of feel like ah, oh, we're just sitting in a room just talking to each other. No yeah. one's going to listen to this. So you can probably unleash a bit more and say what you really think. So. No, no, I do know what you mean. It does feel a bit like being a, a breakfast radio host. So uh, today we're here to talk about it's all one bucket. It's all one bucket. So this is my, my topic this morning. And by my topic, I actually mean this topic was, uh, I, I, I got this topic from my uh, almost three-year-old son, Winston. Yep. So he has a, um, I think, toddler's, I read somewhere, and I don't know how true this is. I read a lot of amateur psychology type stuff, and and take my own interpretation of it. But it's sort of the first time in their in their twos is the first time that a human being understands the concept of different perspectives and different and ownership is one part of that. So you know, when you're when you're a baby, a baby can see a thing and can't understand that someone else can't see it from a different angle. Mm. And toddler is the first time that you kind of go that's your your experience of the world is different to mine and mm. what's what you can see and what you touch and what you feel is different to how i experience the world and then i think the continuation of that is the ownership thing so toddlers mm. it's the first time they go oh okay so that's mine i get to have that thing and and that's your thing there and i don't get to just have your thing and mm. especially when they go to daycare and they have that they run up against reality where they have some other kid has a toy that they want to go and take off them and and they're exposed to this concept of ownership and that's mine. So Winston really loves pointing at things and telling you who owns it. So he'll come mm. in and go, that's mum's car, that's dad's car, this is my truck, this is my this, that's your thing. And so we, where this really started and, and it sort of I, I got thinking about this as it relates to clients and their, and their different assets is that so we as some of you may be aware, as Michael's rubbed in a couple of times, Nicola and I bought a house about six months ago, which was a painful day for me because <laughs> I, I, I went kicking and screaming. But so we bought the house after many years of me not wanting to and then eventually right I stumped up and paid the money and, and bought the house. And Winston immediately decided that it was mum's house and not my house. <laughs> so I've just paid all this money. We, we've paid all this money and Winston keeps telling people, that's mum's house. I'm going, what about me, mate? Like, I've, I've, got, to, I've got to pay the mortgage as well. So it got me thinking, as, as, as many things do, about this as it relates to people's retirement planning. And so 
the, the phrase, it's all one bucket, is something that you and I have used many times with, mm. with clients. And what we mean there is that people tend to, <clears throat> tend to silo their money or <clears throat> treat different buckets of money differently. Mm. So they'll go, that's your, you know, a husband and wife will go, that's your superannuation. This is my superannuation. That's your cash. This is my cash. Mm. That's your investment property. This is my car. Mm. And we sort of, and some of it is all tongue in cheek and, and there is a fair component of that. But some of it is people sort of thinking of that in, in different ways. And so the phrase, it's all one bucket, is our, is our catch-all. is what we keep coming back to when we go, from our point of view, as the financial advisor, when we're looking at those numbers, we're looking at a spreadsheet and you're going, here are all of the assets that you have that you're going to be mm. able to draw retirements, that you're going to be able to draw your retirement income from. And from our perspective, that's all one bucket. If, you, if you're a couple and one of you's got 300,000 super and one's got 700,000, that is that doesn't get treated any different. It's, it's all one big bucket with a million dollars in it to us. Now, there are, there are caveats to that, which is that <clears throat> there's sometimes different legislation that applies mm -hmm. to different members of a couple of different ages, and, and we'll go into that in a bit more detail. But I think that's probably one of those things that maybe maybe people that are listening is probably, you know, maybe they do think of it in that way. But then I think there are a lot of people that I talk to in, in that first meeting that go, oh, well, well, my wife's got this, but I've got this. Okay, I don't think you understand, mate. Like you're yeah. you're on this you're on this ship together. Like yeah, if she goes absolutely. down, you're going down with her. It yeah. doesn't it doesn't work that way where you've got yours and she's got hers. So. And I tell you, who doesn't recognise any of that is the family law court. <laughs> it, well, does, it, 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 it doesn't does matter whose yep. name is on the asset. No, it's um, yep. it, it, yep. it's it's absolutely. They treat that as 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 something together. So, and, and I tell you, who else treats it that way is Centrelink. So, mm. I, and that's the other one that I I've, yeah, I do. So those are those are the two things I've said before to people. They're the, the two big ones where people go, well, that's that's my super and that's my wife's super. And I go, and I I jokingly have told this story to my to my mother-in-law many times because she always goes, well, that's I've got this super and and Simon, my father-in-law's got this other super over here. Mm. I go. Jane, if you ever wanted to leave him, you could take as much of that super as you wanted. <laughs> That's all one big bucket. She, you, you've raised five kids. You've you've done all the all the stay at home mum thing. You could you would have a field day in in family law court. You'd take as much of that as you wanted. So it is all one big bucket. That's that's all yours together. Um, so family law is obviously you know we joke about that, but yeah. most people that have been married for thirty years are probably not going to get divorced. No. So, but it is it is. It's an interesting way to think of it is you get, if the family law court and Centrelink thinks of your assets as a couple, as one big bucket of money, that's yeah. probably a pretty good indication that that's how you should think of it, if yeah. that makes sense. There's no point you thinking of it a different way to- I had this yeah. just the other day. So some new clients yep. came on board and, and in the process for the discussions, the, um, uh, the, the, the male of the couple had, he had a- uh, they both had term deposits as yeah. savings. He had a larger one yeah. than the the lady. Yeah. Um, when we looked at the the planning capabilities of what we could do, it was the we could uh, utilize the concessional carry forwards for the lady, yeah. and not the the man. Yeah. So we actually had to have we had this scenario where we were putting some of these term deposit monies into superannuation yeah. to take advantage of the concessional 
contribution carry forward yeah. or catch up, uh, if you might like to think of it that way. We actually had to to get more into the to the to the ladies yeah. superannuation fund. Yeah. And it was this big deliberation around. Um, <laughs> my, she was like, my... "Oh, um, uh, I don't know," uh, and and I couldn't understand what was happening. And it was because it was his, his term deposit. So he yeah, actually had yeah. to, and he actually said, "Oh, don't be silly. Like, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll 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 put it in there." And yeah. so I, I guess like people, it is it is a thing for people, and, and right. it's one of those things where it shouldn't. Um, yeah, I mean, it it shouldn't cause too much angst because it is all one. Yes, big buck. I mean, we see, we see, the bottom line in, in a lot of respects is important yeah. as we look at that. Yeah, that's the one number um, we look at is as a couple. This is where you retire. And then the the rest of it, if if you're a couple, um, are interchangeable parts really. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, you know, in this scenario, we were we were saying, okay, well, we've got this yeah. lazy money over here. Yeah. It's not actually pulling its own weight. Yeah. Um, if we can get that dressed and going to work for you, <laughs> I was about to say that. then. Uh, but also, if we can, if we can tap into the concessional contribution carry yeah. forwards, there's tax deductions that we can yeah. get and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. it's all interchangeable. It's, it's yeah. more important than there's that there's yeah. that there's things there. Yeah. It doesn't matter whose name they are I, in. I would think of it as there's there's three there's three members of the of the couple. There's mm. there's the husband, the wife, and the ATO. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't care who gets the money. As long as it's not the ATO, yeah, that's that's, exactly a, look, that's a good way to think of it. Yeah. That's a good way to think of it. No, it, it is, and it's interesting. You touched on a point there that, um, and I jokingly touch on it all the time with 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 my parents-in-law. But what you tend to find is that, um, so with with members of a couple where one of them has stayed home and and reared the kids, and one of them has has um, been out in the workforce, it is interesting because it. it to me, it's very rare that you come across the thing where the person who's got the higher super balance, or they've got all, they've they've done you know they've done the paid yeah. work and got the money, and it's basically the, you know like a husband and wife in that situation. It's very the husband's never going. That's my money. That's yours. It, no. I think there's a, a psychological thing a lot of the time for for women in in that dynamic where they kind of, to some degree, think, oh well, that's that's his. He went to work to get yeah. the money. And again, from a family, my, my, my wife still thinks that way now. Yeah, as a thirty-eight-year-old, yeah. yeah. like so, which is very, very um, yeah. old-fashioned of her. <laughs> yeah. But I, I say to her all the time because she's like, money. no, because no, I'll obviously have to give her money to do things. She's only working part time. Yeah, and she's like, yeah. oh, but it's your money. Yeah. It's not. It's not my money. No, because the only reason I'm working full time and you're I working part time is because you're at you, home with the kids. You're at home with the kids. Yeah, that's right. So. Um, yeah, look, it's 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 yeah. Sorry for interjecting. No, there, but, but that's but that's exactly what I'm, I was talking about. Where that that uh, I guess this is this is if anything the, if the permission to take away from say is is you know is, is woman power. Where if you're sitting here thinking ah oh, that's my husband's money and that's his super. No, it's not. It's all it's mm. all one big bucket, and and that's how you need to think about it. So a couple of things off off the back of that, I guess the one to touch on is that. So the, the analogy they used before of when I say it's all one big bucket of money is yeah it's, it's you're you're on a ship together and you're mm. either going to get where you need to be or you're going to sink and so I think a lot of the time that the say with with in that situation a woman going ah oh, that's my husband's superannuation and it's not up to me to if if he wants to do something silly with it or if he wants to spend too much or if he's not giving any thought to how much mm. we need to retire that's kind of his problem. 
It's not mm. his problem. It's both of your problem. And mm. so you, you do sort of need to take ownership of that and go, yeah, it, the super fund might be in his name, but if that's our retirement savings and that's the bulk of it, we really need to be making a decision as a, as a family, as a team around how do we get where we need to be. Mm. So that's, I'd say, one, one thing to think of off the back of this, this concept. Um, now, so that's really the main, the main takeaway. There are a few caveats to that and, and things that I think are um, probably the exception proves the rule in some ways. So things where it isn't one big bucket of money, and, and this is really the point where we're talking about using different names or different entities to own those assets in, that should be a planning decision around mm-hmm. uh, how to best get you overall in, in you know, to get you into the best position overall in the future. It shouldn't mm-hmm. be around that's your money because it was in a bank account in your name. Some of the things that you can take advantage of is uh, your taxable income is treated individually. So if you've, yeah. got, if you've got a couple and one of them is earning $150,000 a year in paid income and one's earning $20,000 a year, if you have to own assets, if you can't own those assets inside superannuation for whatever reason, it makes sense to own those assets in the name of the lower earning member of the spouse. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the spouse, so, they, so that their taxable income is, they pay less tax on that effectively. Yep. So taxable income is one. Um, Centrelink is another one. Mm. Where I said before Centrelink assesses all these assets as one big bucket, what I mean by that is that if they're, if you're a member of a couple, your income and your assets that are in your own names are all assessed in the same way. It's, it's, mm. your, it's your household income and assets. The caveat to that is that if you're a member of, and we've talked about this before in a podcast, if you're mm. a member of a couple and one of you is actually underage pension age and one is over, there's a strategy where you can actually push some money into a superannuation fund in, in the younger spouse's name and it's not assessed as an asset for Centrelink purposes. Yeah, so, so just to be clear on that, Dallas, so the, um, let's call it legally hiding money, So send, and it's, it's perfectly legal. So, yeah. so if you're a member of a couple, yeah. one's age, pension age, yeah. which so is, which is 60, 67. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a, there's a shade out. Yeah where some people qualify for younger than yep. that, but 67. Yeah. One person, well, the other member of the spouse is 60, yep. let's say. Yeah. Um, there's a seven-year window there yep. where um, you can you can effectively any, any superannuation assets in the 60-year-old's in the name. Yep, I'm not. Are not seen as an asset in the eyes of Centrelink. Yeah. So the, the, I, I, I mean, there's I, I the, had a had a client with this two weeks ago. Yeah. So the, the the case study here of um, they've got a million dollars in assets, which um, would be would be they would be outside of the range of the the Centrelink assets test if, mm. if that was all in in um, in in that. So the husband's slightly older. If yep. it was all in his superannuation fund or his pension account or even just in his name, they would be outside of that. What we've actually been able to do is over is between this financial year and in July of next year, what we can actually do is take $440,000, push that into into the wife's superannuation fund. Mm. She's actually got a couple hundred thousand dollars in there already. So the split at the moment is 800000 for the husband, 200000 for the wife. Mm. We're now going to swap that around effectively and, yep. and get it so that the husband's only got $400,000 worth of assets. So they'll go from pretty much not being able to get any Centrelink to being able to get full Age pension. Age pension for, for, for um, 
for half the member of a couple. Yes, yeah, so yes, the couple, yeah, yeah. the couple's the yeah. couple's rate, but only one of them qualifies. That's so right, it's half yeah. the. So it's about seventeen thousand. That's seventeen thousand dollars a year. So it's yeah. not it's not an insignificant amount of money. No, that's right, um, and, it's, and it's just a bit of a paperwork shuffle. Yeah, um, the, yeah. There's obviously it's a little general advice because there's trade-offs yeah. to make there in terms of earnings tax <coughs> because we can't get that money into a pension account for yep. her. It's sustained superannuation, but it, it was an interesting example of of exactly that thing of. It is one big bucket of money and we mm. think of it as you've got a million dollars that we want to make sure we don't run out over the next 30 yes. years. But one of the strategies to make sure we don't run out of that big bucket is to actually split that in a different way yep. and, and get you some access to some settling. So that's another caveat to that is well, how, well, one of the, some of the, it's not so much a caveat, it's just it is all one big bucket, but here are the different ways that you should actually think about yes. how that bucket is yep. broken down. Um, estate planning is another one, um, mm. you know, it actually does matter, even though it's one big bucket, it does matter how those assets are held when it comes to one or both of you passing away and how that gets treated yep. on those assets going to you, going to the surviving spouse or going to your kids. So we've done many podcasts about different treatments of, yep. of, of that inheritance tax, but that's another consideration. And the, and the last one, which I think is um, probably more useful, practical on a day-to-day basis for people is, is budgeting. So the takeaway from this so there's a lot of people that uh that we know that have um it, you know what's the old saying about every there's a there's a famous quote about every happy family is the same every unhappy family is is unhappy in their own way or something like that every every single couple that i've ever seen has a slightly different way that they handle their money together between yeah. them and normally if they've been married for 30 years it's through trial and error of a few different arguments about how money gets yeah. treated and and who gets to make what decisions and and who's in control and who you know when do we have to both discuss this and when can we make decisions so what we're not saying here is that there's probably been a lot of discussion and communication and, and yeah. negotiation in some stages about how do you as a couple decide what happens with your money and how does that practically get treated and flow through mm. and do you each have some money of your own that you spend or do you just have one big joint bank account? <clears throat> so we're not here to say you should throw all that out the window because no. it's like it's the, there's normally 30 years of discussions that have gone into that. It's a bit like the Middle East, you know, when mm. someone just comes and draws a, a, draws yeah. a line through the middle of a tribe and goes, right, this and is now a new country. So it, go, it doesn't work. It doesn't yeah. work. So <laughs> if you have strategies that are, and, and again, only if these strategies are currently working. If it's not working, we might as well throw it all out and start again. Yes. But if you've got ways that you treat money as a couple that allows you to uh, get where you need to be and not have to argue about money constantly, then then definitely it makes sense to not treat all your money as one buck in that way and, and um, allow you to make, make good decisions without arguing about it all the time. So I would say that to wrap up for me, it is all one big bucket of money. There are some considerations about how different assets are held mm. and how money is, is treated within that. But that's the overarching thing for me is, like I said, you're all on one ship together. You're either going to sink or make it together. Um, there are a lot of planning considerations need to go in. But um, for, for, for people, the overarching thing here is to think of it as one big bucket of money. Do you have anything to add to that? No, Alice. Fantastic. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. For more information and resources, visit the Money Over 50 website, mo50.com.au. We look forward to catching up again soon.